Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wine and Chills Paranormal Podcast. We are your host. I am Amanda. And I'm Emily. And we are doing Wine and Chilltober this month. Yes. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. Yes. Two more weeks. It Two more weeks. The best month of the year, in my opinion. Oh. No questions asked. Hands down. <laughs> So what are you what are you drinking tonight, Em? Well, I decided to make a latte at home, but I put some of the coffee liqueur in it. But I did the pumpkin spice coffee. So, so I wanted to be like, ooh, pumpkin spice everything. Yes. <laughs> pumpkin spice all the time. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. I I made a nice iced coffee and then threw some Baileys in it. <laughs> So we were on the same wavelength with the coffee today. Oh, yes. I need to stay up. So that way I make sure I set the correct alarms because I fly out tomorrow. Yes. Em gets to go to her sister's bachelorette party. Yes. So excited. That'll be fun. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You'll get to have fun. I'll be rooting you on from here. (laughs) Yes. I'm definitely not going to sleep tonight. That's for sure. (laughs) so this podcast we've decided to share a little history on how halloween as we know it came to be and then share some of our favorite halloween stories and then em has a spooky story from her house that she grew up in to share as well yes So I've got a little bit of the history of Halloween, and I've got this lovely information actually from history.com. So it should be pretty valid. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not, then um, we need to make complaints. Right. (laughs) The website. It's like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) So Halloween. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain and I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly a lot of people say Samhain but I think that's wrong I think it's pronounced Samhain um the Celts who lived 2,000 years ago mostly in the area that is now Ireland the United Kingdom and northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st this day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the cold and dark winter, a time of the year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the bounty between the boundary between the worlds of the living and dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge huge sacred bonfires. I can't read tonight. Where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebration was over, 
They relit the hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening, from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. So basically from there, um, Roman Empire conquered majority of the Celtic territory. And in the course of the 400 years that they ruled the, ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of the Roman origins were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of um, Samhain. Um, so that kind of made it into a little bit more of what it is today and what transferred over to America, Christianity, all that kind of stuff. So, um, America, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in the colonial New England because it was the rigid pro Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and other Southern colonies. As the belief and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead and tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Colonial Halloween festivals also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Um, Trick-or-treating was um, actually borrowed from European traditions. Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-together than about ghost pranks and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focus on games, food of the season, and festive costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. Um, so basically there in like the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday with parades, town-wide Halloween parties as the featured events. Despite the best effort in many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some of the celebrations of communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Due to the high number of young children during the 50s baby boom, parties moved from town civic centers into the classroom or the home where they could be more easily accommodated. Um, and basically, thus a new American tradition was born and has continued to grow today. Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. Dang. So I know back <laughs> in the day, um, Celtic, like they did not carve pumpkins. They actually carved turnips and put the lights in the turnips. And they were supposed to basically ward off the evil spirits that they thought would come on Halloween. It, it was kind of like to confuse them a bit. So, Yeah has gone on for a very long time it just used to not be pumpkins oh well 
So. I do like pumpkin carving. I haven't done it in a <laughs> right. but imagine yeah. carving a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not happening for me. <laughs> if if it's not a pumpkin, I ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't don't realize that Halloween is actually a very Celtic tradition. Um, I guess a lot of people don't really think of where Halloween comes from, but yeah, it's it was it's very Celtic based. It's very Irish based. Maybe that's why I've loved it growing up so much. I don't know. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Right. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So you have a you have a, a spooky story to tell us. Well, I do. Uh, well, there's a couple of, like rememberable Halloween's, I guess you could say. But one of them actually had to do on October 30th, back in 2014. This was back when I was living in New York and I was flying home, or not flying home, but I flew back to Arkansas for uh, Mm -hmm. a friend's uh, bridal, like, I guess to try on, like, uh, bridal dresses, like a bridesmaid dress type thing. Yeah. Well, that weekend... Like, because I was there for Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. And we found out that a guy that we would bowling with when we were in college together basically beheaded a guy. It was oh. like, it was his friend, which is crazier. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. And it's like, his name was Isaiah. And it, it, I will leave the last name out, but... It was just nuts to think about because he was such a nice guy. Like, we hung out with his brothers. Well, we were closer friends with his older brother, but we bowled with him on Sundays. And yeah. he was so nice, but apparently he was really into drugs. And I guess he actually turned himself in, and I want to say, a restaurant parking lot. And then he started walking along Highway 51. And what he did, like, he had two knives. He had them in the shape of a cross he had like a large knife and then the machete but he carried it as if it was in the shape of a cross walking down highway 51 and he basically turned himself in saying hey you need to come get me well that's a memorable halloween oh yeah because he also (laughs) fantasized about killing like four other people too oh my gosh yeah don't do drugs kids yeah do not do drugs they are bad that's actually a true story. Like, that actually did happen. Wow. And it was, like, horrible for the actual family of the kid who was actually murdered. Like, cause no one wants to find out, especially with how he was killed, because he beheaded him. Well, almost completely beheaded him. He didn't quite behead him. Wow. Which... Yeah, that. That's definitely a, that would definitely be a memorable Halloween in my mind. I would remember that forever. Yeah, that, that, that was not the best, but that was definitely a very memorable just because I was like, I knew the guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Man, that's a little creepy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't really have any creepy Halloween stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like. Another one actually happened on Halloween. Uh, it was at my house in Dewey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was around 1 a.m. in the morning, I want to say. And the cool thing about our house, we can like pair it up with events that actually happened back in the day. Yeah. So we hear someone running up our stairs like 
full force running, going to her bathroom upstairs and slamming the door shut. Hmm. Of course, there's no one there, but yeah. this it happened. But what we did learn was our neighbor, because uh, Melba, she lived across the street from us, but she lived in Dewey literally since like the late 1800s. Uh, turns out her kids were friends with the kids in the house. And what they would do, they played hide and go seek and they would run up the stairs and go to the bathroom because that what the safe zone was and they would slam the huh. door. Oh, that's so, pretty creepy. That's fun. Like resonating, just it's playing the game of hide and seek on Halloween, like forever. Oh, yes. Now, the other story that I want to tell is doesn't have to do with Halloween at all. It just it has to do with like my mom because she now lives by herself in the house. Mm-hmm. And our house is over 100 years old. I believe it's like 115 now. Wow. So it's made out of basically all wood and so over the century of course you know during summertime because i think it was like around august a couple years ago this happened Mm -hmm. well of course the wood swells and you can't open certain doors like my sister to my sister's room because this is where the incident happened Mm -hmm. the one with the really creepy closet which oh that one yeah so what happened was my mom was getting ready for work and this door should have been swelled shut, I guess you could say, and would not be able to open it. Mm-hmm. She walks by to go to the bathroom to start getting ready. She notices that the door is open. So she goes in to shut the door, but she realized that objects were thrown across the room. Now, these objects were on like the shelving of these windows because the owner of the house, they turned this room into all windows because her daughter had polio and she couldn't go outside ever again. So on these windowsills were my sister's karate belts and these little blue clues figurines. Well, when she went in there, she noticed all the belts that were on top of the sill, like uh, the little ledge were thrown across the room on the opposite side. Rude. So what's my mom do? Picks them up, puts them back up on the little seal, shuts the door, goes to work comes back home and later that evening when she goes upstairs she knows his door is back open and everything's thrown across the room again huh so the next day my mom's like hmm i'll get a little bit more creative here i'll put everything back up on the little seals and then i will get a box put a bunch of stuff in it and push as close as she can to the door shut the door and to see if that'll keep the door from opening and she went to work Came back home, went upstairs. Lo and behold, the door is open. The belts and the little figurines are thrown across the room. But everything in that box is organized. Really? hmm So, the ghost has jokes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the ghost was, like, not having it with the blue figurines. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, like that room, like, Oh, it's got creepy vibes, especially the closet. But my sister, Catherine, won't tell me what's in that closet until we are officially moved out of the house and never go back to the house. So whenever that day comes, I'll be ready, but I will not step foot back in that house. <laughs> I feel like we need to have a trip up to your house and do some recordings there. Oh, yeah. It's like, now the cool thing is, like, living in the house, like, 
you get used to hearing how people go up and down the stairs. Like you, you know, who's going up the stairs, who's going down the stairs, just based off like the floorboards and everything. Well, of course I can also tell what's the ghost going upstairs and downstairs because it's like, well, there's the ghost going upstairs. Going downstairs. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely need to go to your house in Dewey and like just record an episode there and just see what we can hear. Oh yeah. It's like, Got plenty of stories for that house, that's for sure. We're going to have to do, like, a Dewey saga. <laughs> yeah. A Dewey house saga. Yes, because there's a lot of houses that are haunted that are on my road. Because those great. the first houses built in Dewey, so. I, I've never had a particularly creepy Halloween. Um, we did the normal trick-or-treat Halloween night growing up my parents always made sure you know me and my brother well brothers once my other brother was born but I was 13 when he was born so I didn't really grow up with him you know what I mean um, yeah. but me and my brother always had costumes went trick-or-treating um, <laughs> I remember one time I was with my cousin and we were staying at her grandma and grandpa's house she was watching it because they were out of town and we decided to go to the drugstore that was right down the street and we I don't know why we didn't have a key. We didn't have something, um, a key or something to get back, like lock the door. I think cause she wasn't supposed to go anywhere that weekend. Cause we were only like 13 at the time. So they <laughs> didn't give her a key. They're basically like, you're here. You're not going anywhere. Like you don't need a key kind of thing. So we went out the backyard, hopped the fence. Cause the, the drugstore was literally hopped the fence and down this little alleyway. And there was the drugstore and we wanted to go get ice cream and costume shopping. I think it was like Halloween the next day or something so when we were coming back we saw the window curtain move and we were like oh my god there's someone in the house that was our first instinct not like ghosts because we've been to this house millions of times and we're like oh my god there's someone in the house and we're like okay like how do we handle this okay we're gonna sneak back over the fence we're gonna sneak in and then we're just gonna go because it's only this it's a kitchen living room how the house is set up and then it's one long hallway and all the bedrooms and bathrooms are connected off that hallway. Like, it, you, there's no way for them to escape without us seeing. So, us being brave little 13-year-olds, like, we're going <laughs> to barrel down. I think we got knives from the kitchen. We're like, we're going to barrel down this hallway and, like, get anybody that's in here. Well, we did. And, of course, there was <laughs> nobody in there. So, then we decide to watch the movie Halloween. <laughs> Because, you know, Halloween was coming up. So we were in the living room at that time. It was like DVDs had just started coming out. They only had like one DVD player and and TV that played it. And that was in the living room. So we were watching Halloween in the living room. We kept hearing stuff from down the hallway. And we were like, oh, my God. Like, what's going on? So we would keep like peeking down the hallway. And we'd hear like shuffling and like footsteps and like doors creaking. And we were like, someone's here. We were so convinced someone was there. But no one was there. And... Thinking back on it, I don't know why I didn't put this together, but I might be getting some of the details wrong because it's been so long ago. When I was young, there was a murder that happened and a poor kid's body was stuffed down the manhole in the sewer, um, right, I think right in front of their house or adjacent to their house, very close to their house, basically. And I'm like thinking back on it. I'm like, was it the kid? (laughs) was the kid there in the house like his ghost there with us that has to be one of my most memorable halloweens because we were freaking each other out the whole entire time 
Yeah. Like, did you hear that? Oh my god, did you hear that? <laughs> I would be freaking out. Oh. So that was that was the only really creepy Halloween story that I think that I I've had. Other than that, it's normally been trick or treating or going to stay with family. Like I'm big, you know, I'm big on Halloween, so I usually try to do something. Like last year, me and Jesse went to Salem, Massachusetts for Halloween. Like. I try to do something for Halloween each year. Oh, yeah. It's like I never really had a creepy besides that murder incident. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's always been, like, safe Halloweens. Like, you know, back in the day when it was safe to go trick-or-treating and you didn't yeah. have to worry about your neighbors trying to kidnap you, murder you or something. And your parents let you go by yourself. I think we grew up in like the prime trick or treating time because I remember it was an event. Like the streets would be packed with kids. Parents would have fun. It would be late at night and we'd be out trick or treating. Nowadays, like I see people are like, Oh, Halloween's taking place on a Tuesday night. So do they want to do trick or treating Saturday before? Like, no, we were committed when we were children and our parents were committed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Halloween was on a Tuesday. We were trick-or-treating on Tuesdays. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember, like, some years Halloween would be, like, warm like it is, like, this year where you wear, like, shorts and... Yeah. But then some years, I remember, I was like, do we have to go on cold? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was... Growing up in Southern California in in Halloween, wow, in October, (laughs) um, it wasn't really ever super hot in October by then we were probably in like the high seventies, low eighties kind of thing. Um, so we were good, but over here in Oklahoma, I can definitely see it being super hot in October. Oh yeah. But I, I remember one Halloween, I was like, do I really want to get candy? <laughs> Is it worth it? I mean, Because it's like hit and miss. Like every year you're like, is it going to be warm? Because some years I remember wearing shorts in November, especially in college when I was like on like my college drumline. And like, because you know how like it's not daylight savings time just yet. Mm -hmm. And so you get let out early because it gets dark and you're like, yes. But I remember like still sweating in like freaking November. I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous over here. I that's why I loved being in Massachusetts last year. The, it was gorgeous fall colors. It was the best weather, and I was like, oh my god, like this is Halloween. This is what Halloween is. Like yeah. right here. <laughs> ah, I miss living up in the Northeast. They did mm. decorated so much more for Halloween, and they got so much more into it. But of course, they got better foliage and everything up there, and you got the mountain. Yeah. Just yeah. Pretty- Oh, it's it's gorgeous up there. Like I told I told Jesse, I was like, I'm so, so sad we are not in Massachusetts this year for Halloween. I told him like we're going back next year. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a goal of mine. We're going back next year for Halloween. It's happening. Yeah. Oh, I remember uh, my friend Melissa and I when I was still living in Stillwater in Oklahoma, like for the month of October, every single weekend we would go to a different haunted location. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fun. I was like, I love having friends who like to do spooky things during the month of October. I totally would love to do that. I just feel like our October this year, like we're already halfway through. Like, how did this happen? 
Oh, my God, right? I was so excited. It was October, then my birthday, and then, like, now we're in the middle of October. And I'm like, wasn't it just my birthday? Like, when did this happen? I know. I was like, Halloween's going to be here before. We're going to blink, and Halloween's going to be here. It is. It is. But <sighs> I am having a Halloween-themed bridal shower. So yeah. we do get to celebrate something Halloween this year. Oh, and the one thing I absolutely loved when I was in college, because going to Oklahoma City, colors are like orange and black. Homecoming always on Halloween. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, and of course, we have the best colors for Halloween. Yeah. It's Halloween all year round. <laughs> that's totally perfect. I love that. Oh, yeah. And I did win a costume contest one year. Oh, really? Yeah. I dressed up as a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> all right. I was, I was thinking some elaborate, like, costume. You're like, a ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> But That's I did. hilarious. I'm, I'm going to take that and pat myself on the back. Yeah, go for it. I've never won a Halloween costume contest. Oh, yeah. Was in a bar. I remember that night. It was a lot of fun. Good That's times. so funny. Good times. <laughs> well, I think that should somewhat near end our podcast. You've got some packing to do to get on your trip. Woo-woo. Yes. Uh, I just gotta make sure to wake up in time like <laughs> at like 10 44 a.m so if i i'm gonna say like i'm too paranoid when it comes to making a flight like i feel I like too. i have to set like 10 alarms <laughs> i am too what 100 that is me like and i paid for parking at the airport i was like no more crazy amount of uber like Dude, that was so nuts. Trying to charge me $100 to drive home from the airport. That was stupid. That is crazy. Well, it, will there be foliage and uh, you're going to D.C., right? Yes. Others oh, should be. Like, it's up in the north. It's a beautiful area, so. Yeah. You got to take some pictures. We'll post Anne's oh. pictures of foliage to the uh, uh, Instagram. <laughs> yes. Been like, this is what fall looks like and I wish it looked like that here <laughs> right we'll have to live vicariously through your pictures on Instagram all of us Texas people yes <laughs> <laughs> like I also have a friend that's up there in that area right now and they like got to go to Salem they went to the Hocus Pocus set site I was uh, like, oh. when I went to Salem last year they were not filming for Hocus Pocus now the one year I'm not going they are <laughs> oh breaks my heart it breaks mine too mine oh. too that's one of my favorite halloween movies is hocus pocus the nightmare before christmas and sleepy hollow yep i also love halloween town mm. on disney channel mm -hmm. that is one of my favorites as well oh yes the good old movies yes oh, oh. well everyone if you have your own halloween stories you'd like us to share in our Wine and Chilltober. I almost forgot our um, Halloween name. And <laughs> <laughs> our Wine and Chilltober, you can send them to gmail.com. Oh, yes. And then also our social media, which mm -hmm. is also Sales Paranormal. Like I said, I promise I will get on there this, like, it, I will have something posted later this upcoming week, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll take the foliage pictures. And put yes. them on Instagram so that we can all live vicariously through her. Yes. 
<laughs> and until next week, stay spooky, friends. Yes. Have Bye. a good night. Bye. Have a good, have a good night, ghouls. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> you, <off>. you did. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>